experience, bitch. Prepare to experience Beige, the podcast where longtime friends discuss all things science fiction and fantasy. We have a very special episode today. I think it's kind of like a season finale since we're probably going to take a little break from discussing uh, new uh, streaming shows and movies, uh, at, at least until something else pops up that uh, we're excited about uh, discussing. But We'll worry about that later because we're going to get right into, as we teased last episode, uh, a Star Trek crew draft. And for the first time, we have a special guest. It's uh, our mutual friend, Riley, and he's going to draft with us. So it'll be a three-person draft. Riley, you want to say hello to the people? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. So you can say no if you don't want to, but do you want to talk at all about, like, Start when Hugo and I started the podcast. We kind of had an ep- uh, part of an episode. You don't have to go in depth, but like, like why we like Star Trek or like re- memories of the first time we watched it or anything like that. Yeah, like you, it was a uh, very similar. It was that I caught it when it was on syndication, so it was like after I think it was at like five o'clock or something, like every day uh-huh. after school, and I kind of at first was a little apprehensive about getting into it because. It's like in the middle of a show. I had no idea like where it was going, who these characters were. But, you know, that was the good thing about those like kind of standalone episodes is that you can kind of jump in and just have a, you know, in a bubble, uh, single one-offs and just enjoy it without even really knowing the overall arch of, uh, you know, a long season. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of grabbed me and I just kept tuning in. Yeah, and, I think the those yeah. next-gen reruns really got a lot of people <laughs> into, yeah. into the show into the trek universe uh all right so we're gonna so i'm gonna tr- try to keep track of our picks so i it, you know i apologize in advance to anybody listening if like <laughs> if it comes to my turn and i'm still trying to write somebody in somewhere uh riley's gonna go first i'm gonna go second hugo's gonna go third and for anybody who does any sort of s- sports draft this is a what they call snake draft so it's gonna go Riley, me, Hugo twice, me once, Riley twice, me once, and then back. It kind of just goes back, ping pongs back and forth. And that's supposed to be more fair because if you just went, you know, one, two, three, and then back to Riley, then he's kind of has the advantage of going first over and over again. Um, so that's basically it. And we, I made a list ahead of time of all of the... Well, not all of them. I tried to do the best I could to get all the different crew members from the different shows. So it's all the main television shows. And I kind of tried to lump them into categories that seem to make sense to me. If somebody wants to argue something, they, they can. And maybe the other two people need to agree to it or something. We'll, I, if it happens, we'll try to figure out how it works. Uh, we don't really have a judge or anything. So we'll, I think after we have our full cruise, maybe we'll have a little discussion amongst ourselves. And you know, I don't, we're not playing for anything. There's no prize here. So I think we'll all be willing to like concede if we feel somebody else has a better crew for whatever reason well uh, and to test our crews dave i asked friend of the show wit to prepare a mystery envelope 
i.e. an email, uh, that I will, I have not looked at, but I will open up here live on air after we're done drafting, and then we will have that to discuss how our crews would face and fare off against uh, these challenges that uh, Wit has prepared for us. So, who knows nice. what these challenges will be? Hopefully our crews will be able to to overpower them. And I think that'll be a fun way to kind of see how these crews hold up. Uh, but then drafting, there's all different sorts of reasons you might want to draft somebody. And I don't know that any way is wrong. Again, this is just for fun. So, like, you might draft somebody because you really like that character and you just think that's a, you would want to. So in some ways, it's like if this crew was real, how would they work together and would they be a great crew? But also it's kind of, you could draft like if this was a, a Star Trek show, I would just want to see this character on the show because they're really interesting. So I don't know. You kind of do what you feel, I guess. And then we'll, we'll just have fun with it. Um, so I'm not going to read all of the, the list that I made, but just to kind of give people a heads up, the categories uh, are captain, first officer, engineering, and some of these, so I, I didn't put chief engineer because sometimes, so Discovery kind of messes some of these up because I still don't know who the chief engineer on Discovery is, but there's Discovery, every, every other character seems to work in engineering. So I just put engineering. Um, same with medical. We're, we're, we were thinking Dr. Colbert is not the chief medical officer, right? But he's like the main medical character. So I put him as an option. Uh, tactical slash security, operations slash comms, helm slash con, uh, science, and then kind of an other, you know, miscellaneous kind of characters, you know, like your Deanna Troys and yeah, there's other characters in there. It's kind of a hodgepodge. <laughs> uh, but this is an example of that. That's one. That's a category that's going to get into. Is this really someone you would want on your crew, but they would be very interesting? Like Quark and Garrick are on there. And like uh, those are two great characters from Deep Space Nine. But it's like I, they're not Federation characters and they would probably get into trouble if they were on your <laughs> crew. But, so, but I, I, you might want to draft them just because they're fun, interesting characters. So let's get right into it. Uh, Riley, you, oh, then if case this wasn't clear, you have to draft for each category. So you need one captain, one first officer, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. So at the end, you're going to have nine crew members, and then we're going to do ship as well. So that's any of the ships that were prominently featured on any of the television shows. So Riley, you can do anybody from any category because nobody's been drafted yet. Uh, so who? So it's wide open. Who? All right. Who is the character? Who is the, the ca most important right. character to you? Because it could be literally anybody. Who's the number yeah. one top draft pick in all of Star Trek, Riley? So. You guys asked me as a guest uh, which position I wanted to pick uh, in terms of drafting, and I picked number one uh, because I think Star Trek is really a captain-driven show. As you guys can mention, it's like a like Burnham is the main character of Discovery, but she's kind of all over the place. A previous, more standard Trek was captain. You know, that was the main character. You follow that captain along. They really kept the whole crew together. It's a military operation, so the captain's say overrides things most mm -hmm. of the time. So to me. I wanted to get that captain. And personally, there's like two captains for me that like really stand 
above the other ones. So I wanted to be one or two to make sure I got one of these one of these two captains and gotta get Picard. I mean, uh, I mean, not, su- not a surprising pick. Not surprised. That not would too be, many Star that. Trek characters have their own television show named <laughs> just right after them, and you know who they are. So yeah, pick number one, locking it in, Picard. And that I think I might have done the same thing if I was number one, um, because that's just. I mean, it, he's the captain from my personal favorite Star Trek show. And like you said, it's kind of a captain-driven uh, series. So I can't fault you at all there. Um, and all I wanted to point out, too, so Picard's not an example of this, but some of these characters are in more than one category. So you can kind of pick them in one category or the other, but that person can only be picked once. So they're locked in other categories, but they kind of can be picked for more than one thing. So we got Picard off the board. That's uh, That leaves me. And so what's kind of interesting about this, so I, I have played fantasy football for uh, the past several years. And sometimes what you'll notice when you're drafting for fantasy football is there will be a run on a position. So somebody will like take a tight end, for instance, and then people start kind of panicking and like, oh, I got to get my tight end, or in this case, my captain. I got to get my captain because, you know, Picard's already gone. And if I wait too long, then my next choice might be gone. Um, so I'm kind of tempted to do captain. But, you know, Next Gen is my f- favorite show. I have a feeling my crew is going to <laughs> lean in that direction. Uh, and this is probably the second favorite character from the show, arguably. I, I got to go Data. Oh. Yeah. If, yeah, if okay. we weren't doing those challenges and just like personal favorites, I would have also grabbed Data. <laughs> <laughs> Data, uh, obviously, he's an interesting character. He had a lot of cool stuff. Uh, storylines written for him but he's also i kind of part of me doing this also thinks to the um the customizable card game from the 90s there was there was a star trek card game and so it had all these a lot of these same characters uh you know obviously they didn't have discovery or uh, shows that didn't exist yet but it they had it was the original set was all next generation characters and it because it was a game they kind of had to not rate each character, but they have to give each character the skills that they would have. And then there was cunning, strength, which was like physical strength, and integrity. And so, for instance, if I remember correctly, I think Picard had like, uh, now I can't, I think it might have been like 996 or something like that. Strength 6, 9, integrity 9, cunning. I could be wrong. Uh, but Data had 12 strength, 12 cunning, and then he had like, not low, I can't remember what it was, like seven maybe integrity, and I think that was a reflection of the fact that there were episodes where he just went rogue because somebody reprogrammed him or something, Uh, but I always remember that while I'm drafting, it makes me think, oh, I got to get the guy who was 12 and 12 in those categories, and they had all these skills and stuff, so Data... You know, he, he, he on the show, he did everything. He was like, so we have him under operations, because I think that was technically what he did. But he did like, he was 
kind of the science officer. He was kind of an engineering guy. He did whatever needed to be done. Data could fill in. So I think he's a very good utility crew member. So that's why I'm taking him. So Hugo, you're up. You get actually get two picks. And help me kind of remember this. I, I, I think I will, but I'm basically the only one from now on who doesn't get two in a row. So Hugo, you get two picks. All right. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You're talking about in fantasy drafts, like football, they, they do runs on a position. Because going going last and getting two back-to-back picks, actually, I, I feel kind of relieved now that I don't have to worry about agonizing over, do I want Picard or do I want someone else? Um, you know, like, it's it as, as some of these, as the top picks in these two categories are taken away, it, it kind of is easier not for me not to run on those. And now I, I can kind of see the other ones that have yet to be taken and, and get my top picks. So I am going to start with... Uh, Spock at science. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Spock, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the original series, but Spock. I mean, he's just so iconic. He's just so logical, um, and he's just. I mean, he's he's a really good scientist, and he's uh, he's basically uh, original series data. Yes, <laughs> he's going <laughs> to do right. a lot of things for your crew. Yeah. I think I would have picked. Data. I think Data would have been. I would have picked Data if you hadn't picked him, Dave. Uh, but I, I'm pretty happy with Spock. That's and and taking him in science uh, also blocks him from you guys taking him as first officer. Yeah, uh, to me that eliminates Kirk because I think Kirk's only the captain he is because of Spock kind of backing him up in a way. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I, I think I think it's hard to imagine Kirk without Spock there. Yeah. Who, who's gonna keep uh, Kirk from like? ruining the mission by sleeping with some strange alien (laughs) he's got a who's there to reel him back in uh well and then i'm going to actually pick another iconic figure i'm going to pick Worf as my tactical security officer oh that's a good one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I I love Worf, so that was i was actually kind of considering that because i just He's just such a great character. Like when you think of the most iconic science officer to meet Spock, it's all Star Trek. And when you think of the most iconic tactical security officer, it's Worf. It's just, it's got to be Worf. Uh, it, he, you know, he and and Worf has uh, so much experience. Um, he, you know, obviously he was on, on Next Gen on the Enterprise, but then I, I actually really liked him even more on Deep Space Nine. I thought his and and he did. I think there he was more doing ops work. Um, but Worf, you know, he can't help himself. He's just always a security conscious guy. So even when he was uh, doing ops on Deep Space Nine, he always seemed to be aware of threats and and ready to to to, to counter them. Um, yeah, he's such a great character, uh, great story, great skills. So Worf is my tactical pick. Yeah, he's got. Uh, he kind of opened up that the whole uh, world of the Klingons in. Uh, next gen and Deep Space Nine, and I I enjoy those storylines and and oh and you know the podcast is named after one of the <laughs> actors' lines, <laughs> so you know you gotta appreciate those Klingons. Um, and like he's like whenever they would have like a flash forward thing, he you know he would be like the leader of the Klingon High Council and stuff. Like this is like a ser- he's like an important character in the federation but also uh, in the klingon you know sphere of influence so Worf yeah and i mean Spock, that's the thing back like back that's pretty good picks I, you, you think of, you think of Worf as like this this fighter and this warrior but i think an underappreciated part of him is he's also a, a diplomat 
I mean, like, he does play a huge role in Klingon politics, and he's largely responsible for the entire course of Klingon history in the time he lives in. I mean, you know, he he is he is. I mean, Picard too, obviously, and the the rest of the crew. But 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 largely, Worf is largely responsible for not one but two Klingon high chancellors taking office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah, and he killed Galron. So <laughs> killed Nine, I feel like Deep Space Nine Worf is like a whole nother level. Like if you had those cards you were talking about, uh-huh, yeah. like Dwarf stats, Deep Space Nine like went up by like five. Because in, in Next Gen, he was kind of there as like he had a lot of bravado. He was like kind of saying how tough he was. But then other characters would come on, and then to establish how tough they were, they would just like knock Worf out. And Worf was like constantly going down, <laughs> constantly like being disregarded. Like all of his advice, it felt like uh, by Picard. Uh, <laughs> but these Space Nine, different. Like he just was fighting the Jemadar. I mean, when he was oh, in that yeah, uh, that Jemadar, great, he had yeah. to fight every single day. That Jemadar soldier in the prison, yeah, and that's in that prison. And those Jemadar were being engineered to be, you know, stronger than average, tougher than average. And Worf fought one like every day for like what was it, like a week straight. And it wasn't until like the eighth day where he finally uh, succumbed and couldn't keep fighting. And the other Jemadar said, "Although I beat you, I didn't truly defeat you because you still haven't given up. Like just because your body wore out." So Worf is like a good pick. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A force of nature. Yeah, that episode is one of my favorite Worf episodes where he just keeps going at the Jemadar and keeps going at the Jemadar. Yeah. He just does not give up. Well, All right, I, Riley. What's your... Uh, well, it's going to come oh, no, back to Dave. Go back to Dave. Dave. Yeah. Back to Dave. Yeah. Well, I just want to say about uh, the Worf and Spock pick, I think that if that was a show, I would be very entertained by the interactions between Worf and Spock <laughs> because Worf, in, at least Next Generation Worf, would be like, let's fire at it, Captain. Let's destroy it. Full spread of torpedoes, no matter you know what the situation was. And Spock would just be, that's illogical. What are you talking about? I think that would be fun. Yeah, Worf and Data was always fun yes. like, when they, yeah. they talked to each other. All right, so I'm up for one pick. And so, you know, I think one of the defining um, classifications, if you will, of Star Trek is the engineering. Um, I, that's always kind of a, this, at least the Federation engineer, that was kind of always their, their thing. They could always just fix whatever's wrong. That was kind of the edge that the Federation seemed to have. It's like they just had brilliant engineers. So you could argue that you might be able to wait on this category because there's so many great engineers that no matter where you pick, you're going to get a good one. I'm just going to take my personal favorite. You might, you know, you can argue maybe there's even better engineers, but this is just my personal favorite. I'm going to go with O'Brien because he's just, again, a I'm kind of picking characters that I just enjoy. And I liked... The perspective. I like that he's um, what did he? So he's Chief O'Brien. So he's like not. He's enlisted. He's yeah, a, he's, he's the only like main enlisted person. I mean that we've seen in Star Trek. Really. Oh wow. Yeah. He's so I like officer. that. I think that's kind of a cool just storytelling aspect. Um, I like that he's. I mean, all the engineers are like this to a degree, but I just like he just makes things work. He's like, I I will get it done. Whatever you need me to do i will get it done i like that he was on 
next generation. It's like a character that you recognize, and then now he's on Deep Space Nine, and that was pretty exciting as a fan. Like, oh, and now he's like chief engineer. I think it was like chief of ops or something. Like, it was yeah. misleading, but he did basically did all the engineering work. Um, like, oh, and he gets to be in charge of something, and you know this the. The Deep Space Nine station itself was kind of its own character, and he was kind of in charge of keeping it running. And I and he had uh, not only the enlisted part kind of made him unique, but he had a family like that you saw on the show. It wasn't a huge part of the show, but I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, aspect of the character. So I'm going with O'Brien as my engineer. So Riley, you're up with with two picks. And with O'Brien, though, you're going to get some Keiko episodes. Like if that's like <laughs> if that's like your TV show you're drafting, and uh, I was not quite a fan of those uh, couple therapy episodes. Uh, what about the Molly episode? <laughs> you where get she Molly. Becomes, like, you get Molly. She falls she's into really a time sink, and she's like uh, a woman who was raised by wolves or something. <laughs> okay, so you get those fine. great Molly episodes too, though. Yeah. You also get every season. You also get an episode where uh, Miles gets tortured horribly yes. in some way and has to Let's undergo try some to severe. Severe beige, yeah. severe suffering. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's, right. he, he's giving you a lot. Yeah, I mean, he basically <laughs> retrofitted a, a foreign tech, you know, that station Deep Space Nine was like completely non-Federation technology that he had to like convert. That's, that's bonkers. That's, that's a big task. <laughs> oh, and then also, he has a relationship with Data already, so... That's my true. two crew members already know each other. They're going to work together well. So. I mean, if I was going to get teleported somewhere, I'd want O'Brien to do it. Because he yeah. was like working that teleporter on Next Gen in that poor yes. little closet, just all day standing <laughs> in that little closet, watching people go exciting places, <laughs> just <laughs> standing there. Yes. Doesn't even have a chair. Just standing there. <laughs> he doesn't need a chair. Yeah. And then right. just comes home angry. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're up with two picks, and you've only picked captain so far. So, because I had two picks here, what I was going to do was go Worf and Operations Comms, mm. and then Odo for security. Oh. Because Odo, Odo is a great combo. security yeah. officer, yeah. but he, he doesn't work the tactical side of a ship at all. Worf would actually jump on the Defiant and provide that. Mm. So I was going to get both of them, and it was going to be <laughs> awesome. And then Hugo ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> so... Instead, I mean, honestly, if I'm looking just at attack security, I can't. I kind of have to disregard Odo. I do think he's the best straight-up security for a station. Yeah. Um, but because he's missing that, I honestly think Tuvok is worth a really good run for his winning. Tuvok. Tuvok's under as an underrated character. I feel that. Yeah. That was that was my second pick, Riley. If I hadn't gone Worf, I would I would definitely have gone Tuvok. You're right. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going Tuvok as my first pick because he's got like a century of experience. I think Vulcans are actually stronger than Klingons. I think Vulcans are like three times as strong as humans. And Klingons, I mean, when Riker went on board that uh, Klingon ship, he was decking people left and right. Like, I think they're more like endurance. They have like the two hearts. They're like, I think they are like maybe 1.5 times as strong, like your average Klingon or something like that. But I definitely think Vulcans have the edge there. Uh, Tuvok has, you know, that martial experience. He was... Uh, didn't he amp? Didn't he like infiltrate as like a secret agent? Oh yeah, the, the Marquis. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and I yeah, he's, he's calm a, he's under a pressure. Who can lie basically? I mean, who can deceive people? Which is he can like yeah. suppress his emotions in like a tough situation, so yeah. he can like just give you really good tactical advice. And I think Tuvok's a good. So I'm Tuvok's locking in a good there. one. 
Yeah, and, and the actor was in a Next Generation episode. He was in that episode where Picard has to is basically die hard on the Enterprise. He was one of the bad guys. So uh, that's, oh, that has nothing to do with Tuvok, but I just think it's yeah. cool. <laughs> and I also want to mention that, so now Hugo and I both have Vulcans on our ship. So if we come across a telepathic species, I think that's important to oh. have the ability to communicate telepathically. I yeah. see, I yeah. see. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. All right, then so you got two boxes. So go, one more. Okay, and then I'm going seven of nine for science. Oh, I think she nine. is the entire board collective worth of knowledge and tactics and other species. I think she's also like an engineered human. She fights the rock at one point, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And the rock only wins because she said, you know, I, like I don't want to keep hurting you. And the rock like took advantage of her moment of mercy and then like flipped her over or something like that. But uh, yeah, seven of nine. So now That's I have a- all three: Picard, Tuvok, and seven of nine have all been part of the board collective. Oh, like, Tuvok! <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I think they can use their collective hurt and <laughs> to like feet. heal, have like another extra storyline to like you know become stronger humans and Vulcans together for over to overcome that because that is Picard's weakness a little bit, the Borg. And I think they are there to kind of shore that weakness up in my captain. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna need to draft in the other category, Troy or Esri Dax as counselors to help yeah. with all the trauma. From their <laughs> That's right. Um, but no, seven nine, very high value pick there. Um, she's, she's kind of data esque, you know, just very good mm-hmm. at whatever you need her to do. Um, but yeah, definitely a good pick. So I guess it's back to me for one pick. I have engineering and operations. So you guys took a couple of heavy hitters from science with Spock and seven of nine. So I feel like my, I, I gotta get my science taken care of there. So I'm going Michael Burnham, the probably only discovery character that's going to get drafted. <laughs> but if you're going to draft somebody, you you should draft the main character of the show who could fill in all sorts of different positions because the show doesn't other other than maybe Michael doesn't re- and Saru is captain at one point doesn't totally make clear what everybody's job is. But Michael has always kind of had that through line of the science officer. She has the Vulcan training. She's not a Vulcan, but I kind of get my Vulcan since everybody else has Vulcans. Uh, and she's just obviously very capable, very intelligent, very tough. You know, like I said, this is the main character. So you give her all these great, uh, she's almost kind of like drafting a captain because instead of following a captain as the other shows do, and now she is the captain, uh, but I'm drafting her in science. So I just, out of who was left in science, I, I think I have to go Michael Burnham. Well, Although she, I could she, have argued Stamets because then you get the mushroom drive. But I'm going to just go with Burnham on that one. I mean, she's a great pick, Dave. She's, I mean, she's obviously a great scientist. Um, she does so many great Star Trek, uh, you know, um, MacGuffin things in the show. But like you said, she can also step up in a crisis to 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 a leadership position. Um, she's very good at tactical operations as well, and and. Better her here than as a your first officer pulling a mutiny. On your captain. <laughs> yes, yes. And causing an entire war. That's right. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the double-edged sword of Michael. The 
the good side is she could do everybody else's job for them because she has done that at some point on the show. She just does everything. But then she can kind of do everybody else's job and she, you know, she might want to like become the leader of your ship or something. So you got to have to, you know, got to give her lots of interesting ta tasks to, to do to keep her, to keep her mind working. So she's not uh, pulling a mutiny somewhere. So that's right. All right, Hugo, you have two picks and you have tactical security taken care of and science taken care of. And so just, just for those following, following along, uh, science is fully drafted. I pick Spock, yep. Riley picks seven of nine and Dave, you pick Burnham. Yep. So um, we got all our scientists. I, I've got my back-to-back -back picks now, and uh, I'm looking at the other category we, we drew out here, and this is sort of the wild card on the ship, the, the person who doesn't have an official role, or does have an official role, but it's not one of the traditional bridge crew slots like Counselor. Uh, we listed Deanna Troy, Guinan, Esri, Quark, Garrick, Neelix, and Kess. And Booker. I put Booker. And Booker, there. yes. Um, and Booker. And I am really torn. I know I have to pick one of those before they get taken. Uh, between Booker and Garrick, I think they're both um, great additions to their crews and uh, to their shows. And I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on Garrick. Uh, I think okay, that's Garrick. my mm -hmm. my first draft here. Uh, he's just he's a great character. This this sort of morally complex Cardassian who used to do very bad things and now is a tailor, but hasn't really completely left that life behind and yet he's an idealist in many ways I, I just really loved the way the character developed as deep space nine went on um i enjoyed his rapport with dr bashir a lot and where the series ended and the role garrick played in getting getting the the, the good guys through the, through the war against the dominion and then also um in his efforts to to sort of help Cardassia, you know, become a better um, power. I, I I think, yeah, Garrick just, he has, he just brings so many skills, right? Like something goes wrong on my ship and no Garrick one else can solve it. Garrick was probably responsible for it. Oh, Garrick. what were you going to say? <laughs> Garrick's either caused it or he can fix it. <laughs> no, I think out of the other, the, the, the characters in the other category, Garrick does kind of stand out as, I don't want not to diss the other characters, but as potentially the most useful because he's just, you know, kind of has a brilliant mind and uh, and just a great character. He just had great as someone who wasn't, uh, I don't think technically part of the main cast. You just when if it was gonna if Garrick was gonna be in the episode, it was gonna make that episode better. It was gonna be a good episode. Yeah, I agree. Like they were, yeah. And so my other pick, uh, since I get to go back to back, is Doctor Bashir. I, I don't see how I can have mm. Garrick and not oh, have Doctor nice. Bashir. Nice. I, th I think Dr. Bashir is, you know, so we've got, uh, you know, McCoy obviously is a legend. Um, I like Flocks a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, the doctor as a hologram was a cool concept. But I think the best doctor that's been portrayed on screen is Dr. Bashir. Uh, he's just, and, and not just because of like, his intelligence and everything, um, but, but just the way the character uh, developed, you know, the, the way he, he, he he was this very smart guy, but he also had hobbies. He would, you know, play toy soldiers, uh, miniatures war games with Bashir. He'd play spy with Garrick. Like he just he just was a fun guy to have around. Like I really liked how they made this really geeky, super smart, genetically engineered doctor into sort of a fun dude to like be around. Um, and, and then you yeah. have that twist where he's a changeling, which is like one of the most mind blowing trek. Tr 
twist. Like maybe it would be ruined nowadays because people would hear about it. But when I watched it, I didn't know it was happening. And I was like, what? <laughs> Just a great moment. It doesn't yeah. really help. Yeah, hopefully this the one you're drafting isn't a changeling. But I, I hope not. <laughs> Although if he's on my side, maybe that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so Garrick and, and Dr. Bashir, my uh, back-to-back picks. Nice. I, I was I, I now I'm thinking I should have taken Bashir on my turn because uh, I was for the same reason you wanted the Bashir Garrick combo. I wanted the O'Brien Bashir combo, mm-hmm. but O'Brien's going to have to make a new best friend on this ship somewhere. Um, all right, uh, you know I'm going to go. You kind of opened up the other category. It's definitely lots of different things going on there. Partly I'm. I'm going. I'm going to take this character just somewhat to block Riley from taking this character. I don't know if you were going to go this way, but I'm going to take Guinan. Ooh, uh, that was that was going to be my pick. Yeah, just to keep <laughs> you from that Guinan Picard combo. Yep. Um, and Guinan, what? How old is she? Like hundreds, thousands <laughs> of years old. Yeah. Uh, so she's basically she kind of is a counselor. Um, so she gets a little bit of that role going on and she just has all this knowledge to draw from and she's just good with people. And then there's always the episodes where she really knew what was going on, but nobody else did because of either because she was so long lived or because of her species. She's like, this isn't right. Something's going on here. I have to let people know so they can try to fix this problem. So she's kind of a wild card that she, like when the script dictates, she, she knows what's really happening so we can figure it out. So yeah, even even Q minded his manners around yes. Guinan. Yes, yes, yeah, that, that shows you something. <laughs> That's right. All right, so I'm getting Guinan <laughs> in the other category. Uh, Riley, you you're up. You have Captain Security and Science already. All right. Um, let's see. I think I'm gonna pick uh, medical, and I think after Bashir, I think the Doctor mm-hmm. really stands out as one of the best. Uh, medical officers um i would have gone bashir first i think you know not that many people like come in and are just like story-wise are known for being the best in their field and that was bashir for sure uh but yeah the doctor was just so useful at some point he even installs a command module and becomes like (laughs) you know he fills in the role (laughs) on the bridge so that's kind of cool yeah um and i just kind of like characters like the doctor and data and you know just kind of what it is it like uh out of left field kind of characters are filling the role somehow yeah the characters are, aren't quite human yeah so they're kind of a, a, a they hold up a mirror to the, the the to humanity and you know they're trying to maybe become human maybe just try to understand what it means to be human sort of thing yeah <clears throat> i could have well, gone uh, crusher just for the friendship between picard and crusher mm. but i'm going with the doctor it's a good to have a doctor too who can't get injured can't get yeah. sick can't get you know contagion on them or or anything like that like that's that's really nice when you're exploring uh, uncharted worlds yeah uh, or in the midst of the space battles that uh you know he, he you're gonna have that doctor like he's gonna be there <laughs> all right that you got one me more. a completely empty first officer i think we all i'm yep. like for me like so many of the first officers are just like competent and then none of them really quite shine so i'm like happy with almost any of them that's why i'm not quite in a mm-hmm. rush there yeah um and helm is wide open i, I think that's right riley that's too why I've, i haven't been rushing to it i i kind of like i think every series has had a good first officer yeah i have a favorite 
but it, it's not necessarily like the necessarily the best first officer. You know, they're all do their job mm-hmm. pretty well. Sorry, just need to see here. Um, just take Chicote. You know you want to. <laughs> Tilly, Tilly's available. Uh, <laughs> Technically Ensign available. Tilly, the first <laughs> officer. <laughs> bold choice. Bold choice. Um, so you got hmm. comms, con, first officer. I'm the only one who's taken engineer, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, you could take ship now if you wanted. Oh, that's right. We didn't have that in the. Uh... There's many I guess enterprises. I'll go um, helm. Helm, okay. And I'm looking at either Tom Paris or Detmer here. Mm-hmm. Not, um, not Crusher? Nope. <laughs> 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 not looking at Crusher. I'm going to draft all the, the characters with uh, that had obnoxious storylines. Was that Roe Laren? Ensign Roe? Oh, Ensign Roe. Yeah, you could put her in. She yeah, was we could put was her in there. there. Yeah, yeah let's, let's write her in. She was quasi-main cast for the short stretch, I guess. I'm going to go with Tom Paris just because I think he his career in, in Star Trek was pretty long-lived. Um, he showed, like good leadership abilities and being up on the bridge to kind of fill in is kind of useful. So I I think I know who you're going to pick for engineering. If she's still there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not necessarily, unless you just want to break up a family, then that's up to you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Tom Paris. Yeah. The, the helm is kind of a tricky character category because there's not quite as many characters there. Um, But I wanted to keep it as a category because there are clearly like helm characters but mm-hmm. they're not always and most of the time they kind of are just like moving it's not really an issue yeah. so it's like when i think about tom paris or or detmer they both had some episodes where it was like their skill helped truly yes. yeah. get the ship beyond yeah. versus other ones yeah yeah that's true all right so i got one here oh it's getting tough so i i haven't gotten my captain or first officer yet you guys have done. Uh, you guys have your doctors so far. I kind of like, even though there's no uh, strategic reason for me to fill in the ones where nobody else can still pick. It actually makes sense to leave those for last. I kind of like just finishing a category. <laughs> um, so I think I'll do medical just for fun. Um, if Pulaski is available. <laughs> You know, a little, little, little wild card there. Yeah, um, one season uh, character. So you said you liked Flocks, but I never saw that show. I have to go with kind of the OG uh, Doctor. I'm going with McCoy here. Mm. Um, I thought you were going to pick Crusher, Dave. I'm surprised here. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, Riley's got me shook on the you're get you're you'll you have to get all the storylines of those characters. So I'd have to get all the crusher storylines, including the Wesley. infamous she falls in love with a ghost. Yeah, episode. you don't want the gothic space novel episode. <laughs> so, uh, no, honestly, here I do. I mean, next I could just draft only next gen if they were available in their slots at the time I'm picking. So this is actually more of uh, branching out for me than anything else and McCoy you get all the classic I'm a doctor not a insert 
uh, role here. So you get all that. And he's kind of, I feel like he would be a good mentor to the, the rest of my sh ship. And obviously, he's just kind of one of that the classic uh, original series. Uh, you know, he's kind of, you, we think of uh, Kirk and Spock, but McCoy is also, you know, is a third part of that. And I, so, so I just want to throw in, even though original series isn't my bag necessarily, you know, he's, he, he is the original uh, doctor. And so I want to give him a tip of my hat and a little respect. So, so Hugo, you have two picks. Mm. You have. Do okay. you need? Do you guys need me to tell you what you still have open, or you guys? No, I, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, because I don't want to do that if I don't have to, but I'm trying to be helpful. So. So as you said, Dave, we do have medical filled up now. You've got McCoy. I've got Bashir, and Riley has the doctor. Um, two picks, huh? All right. Well, Riley took Tom Paris, who I wanted uh, at helm. Um, I'm gonna take Sulu. Okay. I think Sulu is so cool, and um, he's just, uh, you know, I wish he had more time to shine in the original series, but in in the moments he did have, uh, including, you know, chasing down his crew um, with his fencing, as a fencer. Yeah, he's get a, he gets a sword, so that's oh, cool. He gets a sword, right. <laughs> like, if he, was in the, if he was in the card game, it was like, he would have the ability <laughs> to download a sword, I feel. Like, I'm sure he does have a card, but we didn't really play those characters anyway go ahead sorry yeah and he's just you know he's just he's a pilot in a in a in a more dangerous time than some of the other characters uh, i mean i guess detmer technically is from the same time but um you know the the stuff they had to deal with they had how many episodes involved them dealing with like godlike entities in the original series yeah. um you, you know he always flew his ship well uh they were charting new territory that's the thing too like uh, the, his ship was charting new territory. They were exploring unknown worlds, and and you know being able to navigate through all those hazards and pilots to those areas. I think that's um, you know he 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 proved his skills time and time again as a pilot, as a crew member, and honestly too. The other thing, you know, I'm I'm not considering the um, the the Kelvin verse at all for these picks, but I really liked his portrayal in the in the Abrams Kelvin verse movies. I thought mm -hmm. he was a, a really cool character in those and. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pick Sulu as my helms helmsman. Nice. And then, still no captain or first officer. Oh, well, for either you or me. I, I feel like the, in the original series, like Sulu, also could fill in like other positions, and I think that's always useful too. In a that's pick. true. Yeah. yeah, you could jump in like that. And um, then you get like, even though we're this is more meta. You get the. You can just say that. Oh my! <laughs> like, you get the. You get the cool actor aspect yeah. of that too. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna pick uh, Baylana Torres for engineering. Oh, you're gonna break the family up. Sorry, Riley. Uh, she's a good <laughs> pick. Home wrecker. Yeah. You know, and and the reason I'm picking her is uh, actually for largely similar reasons to Dave. Why you picked Miles O'Brien. Mm -hmm. I th I think the thing about Miles and Belana is is and it's easy to forget because we just see them as these competent uh, engineers, is that they're both kind of working class people, you know, like which which you, it seems weird to say that in the future in a post scarcity future, but like Miles, you know, he kind of comes up through the ranks. He's an enlisted guy, like he fought, he's a veteran of of numerous wars. He's a family man. Uh, it just gives him a perspective that other characters don't have. And Belana too, like you know, she's half Klingon. 
she dropped out from the academy. She joined the Maquis. Like, she's just got this background that I think gives her uh, a perspective and a worldview that I think is helpful as an engineer when when really your main job as an engineer is not just to keep things running, but to deal with unexpected things. And so the that, that wider variety of experiences, I think, will, will help that. Um, also, Beylana, the reason I really like her as an engineer is, you know, she, I think she had the most... Uh, the, the most difficult engineering task of any of the engineers of any ship in that she had to keep a ship running, right? Mm-hmm. In the Delta Quadrant, in in her mind, in the crew's mind, for 70 years at least. Like, she had mm-hmm. to keep this ship functioning and working for 70 years with no Starfleet support or resources, no star bases they could go to to resupply. Um, she had to just keep the ship going, and she did. I mean, she, she kept the ship going. She... she she helped them figure out and overcome a lot of new technologies that they encountered in the Delta Quadrant. And uh, her and Paris and Kim built, again, with no Starfleet support, built an entire new class of shuttle, the, mm. the Delta Flyer. So yeah. I, I think uh, I, I think she's just, you know, she she's my top pick for engineer. And kind of um, a nice aspect there is it was kind of cool to have a female chief engineer. You know, like the the female captain, the Janeway, kind of got a lot of press, I guess, uh, which was also cool. I think Janeway's a cool character. But uh, the fact that up till up until then, all of the chief engineer characters were all men, so it was kind of cool to have a woman in there. So. Yeah, yeah, because even tactical, mm-hmm. we'd seen uh, Tasha doing that before. Yeah, that's true. So I actually, I'm going to piggyback on your. And for on your pick there, and for much of the same reasons that you just laid out, I'm taking Voyager for my ship. Oh. Because this is a ship that survived a journey back from the Delta Quadrant. What other yeah. ship that we can pick can say that? And it's also like at the time of the show was like like a new ship. Like it has, so it's not like... I mean, it gets kind of hard with the ships because if you took like original series Enterprise, it's kind of, I know we kind of have to think for in its time, but it's it's hard to th- like not think that that ship would just be destroyed, um, you know, in a modern uh, modern to the show setting. Uh, so Voyager has all the cool things that 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 class of ship introduced, including it would have the holographic doctors it wouldn't have the doctor i didn't draft the doctor but it would you know has that some of those cool tech technology pieces and then it's also you you know you can rely on this ship this ship got home it made it home so i'm just so i feel like i'm picking the ship that i can have full confidence in because it's a survivor so all right riley you are up with two picks all right um, let's see. So we've got... So you need first officer, sir. engineering, operations, other, and ship. Ship, okay. I'm going to go first officer. Just going to go Riker. Oh, I got Picard. Gosh, that's that's the when I said I have a favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah, um, he turned down opportunities to become his own captain. I mean, that kind of shows he's on a good career path. Also, when I mean, so much about this show is about like chemistry, mm-hmm. and Picard and Riker 
just after working together for so long, like that was my favorite episode of Picard when Picard visited Riker. Uh-huh, and yes. Riker was making the pizza, <laughs> red alert, and starts burning. I mean, that was just a brilliant, brilliant moment. <laughs> Star Trek TV history, yeah. Well, and uh, part of what, uh, you know, I just love Riker. Like, I have a mug that's Riker's head. Um, I don't know. Like, I think when I try to determine what I like about the character, and I mean, there's reasons you can point to. Like, he is basically, you. if you draft him, you basically have a second captain. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he can totally do that job. Um, but I think just the, jo- the Jonathan Frakes comes through. He just seems like a cool dude. So I just like, <laughs> it just seems like you want to, like you would, even when he's being, fir- like there's moments where he, I'm the first officer, I have to be really firm and like, you know, I have to kind of be in control here. So there's not, it's not like he's always palling around with everybody, but it just seems like he's somebody, you know, to say a cliche, you could have a beer with, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah you, know, he, he'll, you know you'll be you'll be either there having a having a drink and like he'll come by and he'll swing his leg over the chair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be happy to see him. Yeah, and uh, Picard's kind of like the cerebral leader, and then having like a Riker as a number one because he's the one actually like putting out your schedule. Like if you're working, you know, it's the first offers one that sets up all the schedules and everything. And since he's kind of a more personable. You know, he can come down to the bar, get a feedback, you know, oh, how are my like schedules doing and keeping everyone happy? Because I remember, I think one episode, I think there was a new first officer and everyone was like, oh, these schedules are terrible. And everyone was really unhappy, even though Picard was still the captain at the time. So uh, I think it's important to have a, a good first officer and, and, and their camaraderie. And kind of like I was saying with Spock already being taken, so much of the captain, you know, if you had Kirk... You know, you had to have Spock, and I think Picard, you know, you kind of need someone who's going to be push you a little bit in uh, non cerebral ways. And yeah, good combination there, I think. I agree. Uh, I got one more. So you have engineering, operations, other, and ship. ship. Do I go. What ship? Are we just picking any ship? Because I don't see. Well, any, any ship that was like an important part of one of the shows. Yeah. So basically, any of the enterprises. <laughs> you um, could pick a runabout. <laughs> yeah, you could pick Deep Space Nine itself if you wanted to switch it up a little bit. I mean, Discovery's pretty tempting. Oh yeah, pretty Discovery. tempting because it has that drive to go basically anywhere. Well, then you're going to have to pick Booker because who else is going to drive it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, he are he's no, you have engineering available, so you yeah, get Yeah, so I could pick Stamets. And he's a pretty good engineer. I like I think Stamets um, is a cool character. Yeah. Um I just pulled up a list of ships here, so I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna go so I'm going to go off of this one. It's the uh, USS Enterprise 1701E. Oh, the, new, uh, the newer has, next gen one. The newest, the newest one with quantum yeah. torpedoes and it's able yeah. to destroy The one from the cubes. movies. The Enterprise from the, yes. the next gen Enterprise movies, yeah. Yeah. Just because I love next gen. I love the Enterprise ship. Even though Discovery might have an edge with its uh, jumping abilities, I just, yeah. Go yeah, and that was always there. cool. It was cool to see a new Enterprise. It gets destroyed in the first movie, I believe, is yeah, in uh, Generations, and then it comes back, um, and then they have a brand new ship in uh, First Contact. It's like, oh, that's so awesome. So yeah, it's basically. I mean, you have the nostalgia aspect of the Enterprise D, but if you know Enterprise E, it's one 
one more. Just it's got to be better, yeah. right? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, uh, I am next with one pick. Uh, you took Riker, and Spock is also off the board because he was drafted as science. So it's getting a little thin there for my taste. So I'm going. I'm taking Kira. Yeah. Um, oh, that was going to be my first pick. officer. Yeah. Block Hugo. Hugo yeah. has to deal with who's ever left there. Darn you, uh, Dave. That's a good pick. Kira. Also, I do like having. I've kind of drafted. Well, I got a good mix of human and non-human characters. I guess I like having non-human characters just because that opens up storylines. And so, obviously, the show is set above Bajor. So, you, Kira is just a great doorway into all the Bajoran stuff um, and she's just feisty and is not going to take crap from anybody and she, you know she's going to get things done she's you know uh, she's a she's a fighter and I just I, I just know that I can count on my first officer so I'm going to take Kira as first officer And Hugo, you have two picks. Uh, I like Kira a lot. That that was I was hoping no one would draft her. I was I was kind of risking it, and I, I lost out. Um, that's, I think she's just, she's, she's just a great commander. She's got so much experience, you know, from fighting in the resistance. Uh, she's got a different perspective from being a Bajoran, uh, and she's just and she's got a lot of you know respect in her own society too, mm-hmm. um, while still being you know loyal and and a good officer to to Cisco. So. All right. Hmm. So for people at home, Hugo still needs captain, first officer, operations, and ship. Well, I'm going to pick... Um, I guess there's nothing really that I'll be blocked out of now. I, oh, captain, I guess you could take... You know, I'm going to I'm gonna pick captain. I think okay. it's time to... It's surprising that only one captain has has been picked so far. Yeah. Well, I just realized now maybe I'm risking it too, Dave. Uh, I, I I actually I was gonna pick between Cisco and Janeway, and that, I, those I, are my well, whoever you whoever's left is who I'm taking. Because I was hoping you decided well. for me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what though? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Janeway. Uh, that that's who I was leaning towards. Uh, I really like Cisco. I think Cisco's my favorite captain. But if I was staffing a ship um, to encounter anything, I think Janeway um, would be my pick. She, I, I think she. I mean, I think of all the captains we've seen, she accomplished the most extraordinary thing as a captain, right? Like, like I think Cisco, in terms of like navigating through the Dominion War and being a the chosen one, all that <laughs> did a lot more. But in terms of like fulfilling a captain's role, what is a captain's role, right? Like. To, to accomplish the mission and to keep your crew and your ship safe. And Janeway gets stranded in the Delta Quadrant with half a crew that is Maquis, um, not knowing what's going on, having to find a way back that looks like it's going to take decades. And she somehow manages to keep morale up, keep the ship going, keep integrate the crew, and... and overcome not just a board cube like Picard didn't do <laughs> but uh, but the entire Borg fleet right like the Borg queen um, she uh, she just does incredible things and manages to get her crew home safely um, many decades ahead of schedule so and she's, Janeway is my pick 
she does a good job of like towing the line between like we have to keep our integrity as starfleet officers but we're in a very difficult situation she always kept her authority um even in the most difficult situations like she integrated the maquis into her crew you know so big big props to yeah to yeah um and then my other pick is going to be hoshi for ops comms yeah. uh, i think i think hoshi is i know you didn't really see enterprise most of enterprise dave but um she was mainly comms but but she was comms in an era where there were no universal translators Mm-hmm. And I mean, she she basically invented, you know, a lot of the algorithms that would probably, I guess, if you extrapolate from what's going on, lead to the universal translator. She's the one making first contact with a lot of these new species and translating stuff and coming up with the algorithms to understand all these new cultures, all these new societies. And the work she does is so instrumental to allowing the Federation to take form because of, 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 of these these communication protocols that she establishes. Um, she's able to crack some really tough languages and and get get um, Captain Archer and the rest of the crew through some really tough spots where they don't understand what's going on. Um, so Hoshi is my pick for ops comms. Yeah, so I kind of connect the the comms and the ops together in the category. So you're gonna have, so like have like data and Hoshi are in the same category, even though they did pretty different things. But yeah, well, I and did... I'm sure she could do a great job in ops because uh, in the mirror universe, she becomes the empress, so she can apparently govern a whole society. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I'm sure, I'm sure she can run the ops on a ship if she needs to. <laughs> I have no concerns about her capabilities in a tight spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't really watched that show, but I do like. Well, I guess Uhura was, you know, kind of in a similar role in. Uh, original series but i i just think it's cool that they went back and they kept that uh the that communications officer and then she was also like the translator i just thought that was i I, having not watched the show i just think that's a cool role to have on the show um because it makes sense like oh that didn't exist yet you need like someone brilliant who can do this for you you know yeah and i like the show you know glossed over a lot of the difficulties i think pre-federation space travel would have had but it got a few things right and that was one thing it got absolutely right was was it it wasn't just like oh like here's a universal translator we're done like they kept coming back to you know they didn't overdo it like they realistically they should have (laughs) but they kept coming back to her importance right like throughout the show's run she was an important character because they needed to figure out how to communicate and and I, I like that the show committed to that and didn't drop it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I got one pick here, and I am just going to fill in Cisco. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I had a feeling that the three captains that were going to be picked are Picard, Cisco, and Janeway. You probably have people out there who are like, how did Kirk not get picked? But um, that's not... That's not the Star Trek that I'm most excited about, is honestly the, the answer there. But Cisco, so I have Kira, so I have the Cisco Kira combo, just like uh, Riley has the Picard Riker combo. And then Hugo, you're going to have to get Chicote, so you could get the Chicote Janeway combo. Mm, um, that's we got, funny, we're all going to get the first officers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Cisco is, so as, as Hugo mentioned, he's like 
chosen by gods, basically. So you have that whole thing. Like, and if anything ever went really bad, I think the prophets just would have stepped in and it's like, no, nah, we got your back. So you have that. That's pretty. That's pretty good already. I I I like that he came in as a commander. So some of some of my picks, I just like story stuff, you know, as much as who they are in their roles. But like, I like that he came as as a commander. The the station was not the Deep Space Nine we see by the end of the show. They kind of upgraded over time, so he just kind of takes over probably a role that was not something everybody wanted to do and he just becomes captain becomes leader of arguably the most important space station in the entire quadrant because it's right by the wormhole that connects to the gamma quadrant and he also has the bajor connection there who they're trying to get into federation he's like at the center of all this important stuff in the federation and he's the leader there and so you know he's just perfectly capable of of taking care of anything that comes up um and i just like his confidence i like he's just kind of not going to take much like his first officer he's not going to take crap from anybody he punches q in that episode in the only episode q is in there and q's like picard wouldn't hit me and then he's like i'm not picard and i will hit you and you know what q never showed up again on deep space nine <laughs> he's like i had enough of you q but q you know the other captains that were drafted here q just keeps bothering both of them you know they couldn't take they couldn't take care of q um and then you also just have like i one of my favorite moments um, Cisco moments uh, is when he leaves the baseball when Ducat retakes the station and like he leaves the baseball there which is just basically saying I'll be back for this mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. this is just a strategic retreat and you've not really won and he's just he's just you I just have full faith in him and he's just going to he's going to stand up for what he believes in so Cisco is my pick you're going to get some Jake stories, though. I, I, Riley, <laughs> stop raiding on my parade. <laughs> hey, there's a Jake episode that that is arguably like the best uh, Deep Space Nine episode. The yeah. um, what's the what's the title of it, Hugo? I can't remember now. Basically, where he's going through time and he's the visitor. The visitor, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So there Probably. there was at least one good Jake episode. <laughs> So anyway, all right. So Riley, you're up with two picks. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with uh, go in the comms and go with Uhura. All right, all I right. think yeah, classic pick there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that leaves me to fill in some spots where there two have already been taken. I think, yeah. So it's kind of since I went with the Enterprise, I'm gotta go with Jordy then for my engineer. Uh, okay, yeah. He can see through walls. <laughs> <laughs> and just a great engineer. Um, especially under Riker and Picard. A little sad he can't work with Data. But I know. I think he's very competent. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I think Jordy is kind of, uh, like, unsung. He's, to me, when I think of, even though I picked O'Brien, when I... Uh, you know, obviously, some of this is because I love uh, Next Gen so much. But when I think of 
engineer, I think of Jordy, and I, you know, he's just kind of that classic. Like I will, I, even though I said this about O'Brien, they're like, I will get it done. So like, I can do this in eight hours, Captain. You, it's mm-hmm. got to be done in six, and Jordy will get it done in five. Yeah. You know, Jordy, <laughs> he, did, he, he, I just, I, I, I wish they would have found a way to do something more with, I guess, for lack of a better word, with his personal life. He kind of had like mm-hmm. he was just lonely, and he had fell in love with a with hologram the lady, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I, that's, you know, I, that's a decade he is. He falls in love with the <laughs> the ship itself. Yes. <laughs> yes, but like definitely brilliant. You know, you have the whole. He does have the visor, which comes in handy. So he has that kind of tech that could. Mm-hmm be useful in a yeah there's a couple storylines you know where he saw like uv rays or something and yeah yeah whatever spectrum i mean he's just so likable that he makes to me like the writers are just making up that techno babble but because you like jordy and you like data i'm like you're like oh yeah why don't you uh do whatever do the quantum array and like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and it just felt like exciting yeah watching that so yeah i always like jordy yeah. So Riley, all you have left is the other category. Do you just want to fill it out? Oh yeah, because we've already just... picked other, so you might as well fill it in. Okay, yeah. So I'm just gonna go with Troy then. So Troy. we got Riker, Troy. We got a lot of healing to do oh. with the uh, <laughs> ex Borg on, <laughs> on the ship. Yeah. And just having an empath is always uh, useful. I think she often was quite useful in miscellaneous scenarios when they were exploring. And you got the you got the Enterprise E and half of the Enterprise bridge crew, so you got yeah, it you do yeah. <laughs> and then her, I don't want to leave her out too much. I I just didn't watch the show that much. I always think of her; she has a little thing sticking out of her ear, so I always thought that was kind of cool. She's kind of <laughs> similar things that it's uh, to Hoshi. I you know it's kind of they didn't really have that character on Next Gen. And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the things that I found when I was trying to come up with all the different categories. Just like, oh, the like the communications officer is definitely a thing. Uh, well, except Next Gen didn't really have that. I was just kind of, I guess, Worf kind of did that, didn't he? Really, like they're hailing us. I don't know. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So he, so it's kind of it's just kind of interesting going through the house. Not it's the roles aren't always as the same for each show necessarily so anyway so i have my last two here and i have security and helm so security well given the choices and i know riley was considering odo i'm going to take odo i mean i guess you could say he's not really the tactical officer but he I think he could do it. I just don't think he needed to do it for his role. His, that wasn't his role on Deep Space Nine. But he was so good at the security uh, aspect that I, I'm pretty sure he could think tactically and handle the, the, the tactical aspects of running a ship if we were on, on Voyager, which we will be on. And with Odo, you also have the fact that he's a shapeshifter. And so that's just going to be fun storylines and can come in handy, kind of like LaForge's visor. He's got that shape-shifting ability so he can spy on people if, they're, if there's some sort of uh, 
I don't know, first contact thing. He can be like hidden away, but you know, if he needs to spring into action, he can. So you have the you have the cool aspects of him being this uh, uh, changeling. So I like that, and then just his. I think much like uh, he was on Deep Space Nine. I feel like on our Voyager ship, he's just nothing's. He has security locked down. I'm not. I don't have to worry about that aspect of the ship. So, and then I'll just get Helm here. And just so I can get all of the obnoxious storylines, I'm going to get Wesley <laughs> Crusher wow. at Helm. I'm going to get all of the Wesley storylines. And I, I think this is really just, uh, I guess I could have te- taken Detmer. Uh, I don't. I, yeah, you took Travis, an I don't over really like know. A, a pro. <laughs> um, but what Crusher does is. He's kind of like Michael Jr. in that he's like brilliant and he does other people's jobs for them and knows what to do, but it's, you know, kind of maybe annoys other people on the ship. <laughs> uh, but he's very smart and like he, he even though he's young, um, he, he can contribute to like, when, like if we're all in a ready room and we're trying to figure out what's going on, Wesley has the knowledge to actually help in those situations. Like, I think I know what's going on here. It's, you know, and then he could spew some techno babble, and we'll get it solved. So, uh, all right, Hugo, that's you to round it out. You still have first officer and ship. Yep, I'm gonna pick Chakotay. Chakotay. Uh, similar reasons to Janeway, actually. I, I think he integrated. You know, he was leader of the Maquis. Um, Kind of, you know, he was a leader. He was kind of their captain, and and he he knew what the situation called for, which was that he step aside and have his crew integrate with with Janeway and follow her authority. And despite having a you know very different philosophies, he you know supported Janeway and um, was was a good leader to the crew. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think he did a a really good good job um, helping Voyager get back. And uh, it also. Finishes up the pairing we all had. Of we all took the the XOs and COs. I feel like <laughs> but, if this was a game, you get some sort of bonus if you have mm-hmm. the captain, the same captain and first officer. It gives some sort of bonus right. to your ship. Um, and then for ship, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Defiant. I love that little ship. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's small. It's it's you know it's uh, probably Enterprise D would be a better pick, <laughs> but uh, I just really like the Defiant. I think it's fun. Uh, it's always cool when it's on screen, and it really punches above its weight. So can can handle itself if need be um and it's got a cloaking device mm-hmm. so i'm the only Very one with a cloaking device yep that is useful yeah. it's got a cloaking device and it's like basically a flying gun so if there's any sort of like <laughs> military missions or something you're you're in good hands yeah that's right <laughs> uh, all right so i'm going to just recap for everybody listening um riley's team uh we got picard and riker laforge the Doctor, Tuvok, Uhura, Tom Paris, Seven of Nine, Deanna Troy, and Enterprise E. My, so I, I've noticed uh, you you have like Next Generation, I have Deep Space Nine, and Hugo has Voyager. Not all the way through, <laughs> of course. but uh, So I have Cisco, Kira, O'Brien, McCoy, Odo, Data, Wesley Crusher, Michael Burnham, Guinan, and Voyager. And Hugo has Janeway, Chakotay, Balana, Bashir, Worf, Hoshi, Sulu, Spock, Garrick, and Defiant. 
I, I, it's, I don't know who, if we did have a judge, it would be hard to pick. Yeah. These are all, <laughs> those all sound great. Yeah. Right. I'd be happy to serve in any of those crews. <laughs> we almost needed like more people. Yeah. To, like, more drag people. Us. Yeah, yeah. Where you would have to, all of a sudden people are actually picking Tilly as first officer. Yeah. <laughs> there were like all of the, uh, all of those, uh, uh, discovery characters are getting picked. Even the ones we're not even sure what their names are. <laughs> Well, let me open up the mystery email and see. Maybe that'll help us uh, clarify which uh, which which crew comes out on top in this fantasy draft. I will have okay. to say, personally, I'm leaning a little towards Riley it, because it has that uh, heavy next-gen aspect, which is my favorite. So, so. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got data, which is a huge part of next-gen, like his That's ability true. to, like, let me quickly like cross-analyze all these things, and like, boom, have it done instantly. And I feel uh, like Data and Odo would have fun yeah. storylines together. I mean, both of their strength is through the roof. I think yeah. Odo's strength is also, like, almost a 12. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And is, like, changeling. He's almost like Invincible Odo. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, on an away mission, I think, with Data and Odo, that's, like... That's almost unstoppable. We'll just—it's just—we'll just send those two down. Like you guys take yeah. care of it. Get, come, come back to the ship when you're done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The ground is highly radioactive, poisonous <laughs> to absolutely everybody. But Data and Odo are fine. Like. <laughs> well, uh, so this—the this, email I've opened it up now. I'm reading it. Uh, uh, Wit suggests that are we the admirals? Maybe that's the other wild card here. We're the admirals of these ships. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> We're the All evil right. admirals. <laughs> We really yeah, always hated them whenever they popped up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's so we've got five dilemmas to face our crews off against, and maybe we can talk about which crew would be best for these situations. Okay, that's probably a better way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Situation one, Deep Space Nine, Season 7, Episode 8, The Siege <laughs> okay. of AR-558. So... Oh, man, this uh, is, I feel like this is trivia that I'm going <laughs> to fail. AR-558, that was... Um, was that the one where... Um, there was a there was a ground combat, I think. Yeah, that's that's oh, when there was. Oh, is a... that the one where uh, Nog gets injured? Is that the one where it's like the where it's that kind of yeah the ground? So Cisco and crew fight a brutal ground battle against the Jem Hadar to maintain an essential communications outpost. Okay. I, All I, right. I I, I, I kind of remember the battles there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of ground combat. So it's a there's gruesome a desperate... ground combat is basically mm. what against the yes. Jem'Hadar. Yeah. Uh, Odo um... and Data are sounding pretty good right about yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Sit down. laughs> Send them out there. Oh, actually, I guess Odo just tells the Jem'Hadar to stop fighting. Bam. Yeah. I just won. Like, because it's a god. <laughs> it's a god. They have to listen to him. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, yes, that would happen. Let's pretend Odo can't or doesn't do that because that's okay, not so, a very good episode. Yeah. So if it's really on the ground fight, it's Cisco, Bashir, Dax. So it's your captain, your medical officer, and your science officer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess Quark, would that be your other? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, it says here the episode that some of the some people die. Like they're 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 like can't hand combat against the Jem'Hadar, and Starfleet people are dying. Yeah. Um, Cisco it's gets part of the, out. the the arc, the 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 long ending arc with the war with the Dominion. Yeah. And yeah, it comes at great cost. They hold they hold the place, but a casualty, a huge casual, amidst huge casualties. So. Yeah. Well, I you know. 
I, I'm just arguing for my own. If like yeah, Odo and Data, <laughs> they're gonna yeah. they're killing fools left and right. Maybe Data's just stunning them. I don't know. Um, and and, and Nog does lose his leg that episode. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then Cisco, you know, he he actually it's see, it's gonna be hard. You can't just keep pick the captain that was in the episode but like he actually has shown to be a wartime captain if you will and he actually Cisco gets knocked out in that episode Dave <laughs> not in this version because he has Odo and Data to protect him on this mission yeah. and Michael you know, Michael's doing stuff too she's Michael's she's... doing everything yeah <laughs> I, I gotta say, I think Bradley having the doctor in, yeah. in ground combat in the middle of war, like, you know, you you've got a, a medic who can get out there and bring people back and patch them up without dying. You know, like, mm. I mean, phaser fire I think does disrupt him, um, and and certainly if he's using the portable um, EHD thing, you don't want that getting hit. Um, but I think that'd be pretty useful to have a hologram, a holographic doctor to bring people back in. You also that's have Tuvok, who you know is pretty. I think he's capable, guy. but I and mean, then you have seven of nine, who yeah. uh, you know, granted, in Voyager was the science uh, uh, person, but in uh, Picard, she's Oof. pretty badass. Two box seven of nine, and the Doctor. That's that's a good team for uh, intense ground combat. I don't. I still don't think it beats Odo and Data <laughs> for just straight <laughs> straight fighting. You know, and then Odo's changeling Worf. ability. He could like pop around, like just. I think that's often why Odo wasn't listed while being down there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise... I've got Worf. I think Worf would be good. I've also got mm-hmm. Garrick. I think Garrick uh, would just Worf find some way Garrick of just like... And maybe even Spock in there yeah. would be yeah. kind of a good trio. We're kind of li- going to trios like a like an away team trio. That would. I, I think Garrick would be good. He'd come up with like, he'd like mine the place, you know? He'd be like, oh, let them come. We'll just put mines all over the place. <laughs> and like someone would be like... Well, that's against like Starfleet, hum- you yeah. know, like treaties, and be like, I don't care. I'm not Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starfleet, Starfleet treaties prohibit us from mining places, and Garrick would be like, eh. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, he he would fight dirty. But I I think I think yeah I think I think you're right, Dave. I think uh, it's hard I think to they all could do Cause, it though because he has Kira as well. I think Kira is like probably the oh, best first true. officer yeah, for that she's... situation for ambushes. That's she actually yeah. has that experience of fighting. And I mean, I mean, I think Odo's more even apart from like being the founder. Odo is more useful probably than than a holographic doctor, and then mm-hmm. Data and Kira. Like Kira, I mean, I've got Maquis in my crew, but like being a Maquis is a little different than like being someone who's fought like a sustained actual like you know yeah. offensive like like war um yeah i do think it's funny so uh, like the odo and kira thing like i could see that it's totally out of data's character to be like in a war fighting people like not to say you can't do it we're just like he's an android we know he yeah. can kick butt just do it data this yeah. we're giving you an order go right. pull off some jemhadar heads from their bodies all right yeah <laughs> So, and they respect strength. I mean, some kind of overwhelming data. I mean, they might really respect data, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. All um, right. What's jo- uh, one last thing. Jordy, Jordy, Riley. Jordy would be useful because he could see the cloak Jim Hadar coming with his Oh, that is, that is cool. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Dave's crew. I, 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 yeah. I, as much as I like my crew and your crew, Riley, I think Dave's crew would, would come out on top in this situation. All right, you got another one. We're all right. Well, we're kind of about where we normally wrap up. Do you want to do maybe one more, or did you want to do all of them? Or I think we can get through them in a okay. fifteen minutes. We keep all going? right, go ahead. What's the next? All one? right, 
Encounter 2, Star Trek Next Gen Season 2, Episode 7, Unnatural Selection. So what's more ne- most needed here is medical ingenuity, genetics, virology, and maybe being a bit younger. Uh, what is unnatural this episode selection exactly? is let's see the episode description Maybe the we crew fights against a mysterious these. disease <laughs> which accelerates the natural aging process causing humans to die of old age within a matter of days okay I kind of remember that that's the second Members season were it's one, against, it's like, one of really those early old. seasons where some of the episodes are a little interesting let's say Okay, so dot you need medical expertise to kind of it's medical a medical science. issue, yeah, yeah, medical and science issue. Okay, and, and and again, someone who can like because Pulaski, remember that's the one where Pulaski gets really old really fast, like, mm. and she's the doctor. Yeah. Mm. Um, so someone young who can withstand it. I, well, or... Bashir. Well, yeah, well it's I'm Bashir versus the doctor who yeah. will not age because he's hologram. But Bashir. <laughs> I agree. It's probably the most brilliant doctor in any of the shows. And then so. Hugo has Spock to back him up. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yep. Because I, I was gonna say the right doctor there. could solve it, but maybe not before everyone died of old age. And he doesn't care because he's like, whatever. I'm a hologram. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll be okay. I, I think you're right. Spock and Bashir, man, they just yeah. they would just crack that right away. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty tough to. <laughs> that's a team I'd want. To like, and, and the thing it. is. It too, Janeway is a scientist. That's her background. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's the best captain. Yeah. Yeah. You're just set up perfect. And I, All right. I have McCoy, even though like, even though we're trying to do like it's them, how they would fit in their their own universe. As I just feel like McCoy's like, yeah, are you sure you're up to all the most modern medical practices? <laughs> I'm like a little worried. Like, yeah, 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 I've got it all. Like, I don't know, because Bashir's like a genius. Yeah. And then we I got, got my doctor hologram guy. It's like, I got it. I got it taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Amputate. <laughs> yeah but Bashir and uh, Spock that's that's hard to overcome all right what's the next one all right so this is this is this is this is gonna require every everyone on your crew uh Voyager season 7 episode 25 end game oh it's the, the finale so you would need infiltration space combat nanites Borg cybernetics ability Riley mm. uh, possibly being okay with breaking and bending some rules about time travel and bringing back tech before it's time. <laughs> well, this is interesting because immediately yeah. I go to Riley because he has the Doctor and 709, which obviously that was a Voyager episode. So, I mean, that's, you kind of lean towards that way anyway. But then you but then you have Picard as captain, and he might be like, no, we're, we got to find yeah. a different way of doing this. Whereas Janeway's like, screw this, I'm getting home. Picard's yeah. like, no, that's not the honorable way to do this. We have to come up with a diplomatic solution, and maybe <laughs> they would kind of fight over but it. But I think he, with the Borg, he's probably more willing with the Borg to break rules than any that's other true. That's uh, true. situation. That's true. He's like, it's personal, as we saw in yeah. First Contact, He's willing to step over those lines for the, for the board. For the board, so, yeah. Uh, well, I, I I so far these have felt pretty clear. Even though you could go any direction, I'm going with Riley on this one. The seven of nine Picard, the board connections there are strong, and then you just have the Doctor feels like he could, you know, he has that experience with the Borg, having dealt with them on their voyage home, so, and he yeah. really understood the nanites and stuff. He was a, he was like an expert. Although Dave, you've got Burnham, right? Burnham and science in this situation, like I, I think Picard would probably be like, uh, I don't know, I don't, you know, I don't want to break. Where Cisco you know. would be like Burnham, but Cisco and Burnham is actually an awesome combination. Burnham's like doing all these, just gr- doing all these things, and Cisco's just like to get it done. 
I, I think Cisco, <laughs> Kira, Burnham, which are all in your crew, Dave. I think they would just. I think they would even out outdo Janeway here. They would just be like, whatever. Let's just let's just time travel and like kill the Borg Queen before she's born, kind of stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I would I would actually say your crew, Dave. I think I think they're willing to to, to cut the corners that need to be cut here to do things that need to be done. Data uh, strong enough against the Borg too. Yeah, he's got data against them. They were well. They they tried to convert him in yeah. the movie, and he like ultimately rebelled against it. But I, I maybe we'll have a split one here. But I'm going with Riley. Hugo's going with mine. Riley, you can vote for your own. Don't feel bad about it. Which one do you think? I just like this the story synergy of mine a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going with that. Okay. And, and it makes this one, you know, this is a good one to split on too because it's it it really does require like the whole crew in a way, and yeah. uh, even the ships, right? Like, what ship can withstand everything and get and chase them and all that? And um, I think all of our crews could do it. So and then yeah, Hugh, yeah Hugo because Tuvok obviously... also was uh, like assimilated. I think I've got a lot of Borg experience. Yeah, on my <laughs> crew, that's why I'm going. And then Hugo, you have the captain who led the their crew to safety in this exact scenario so right you that's true you, you know you can't uh overlook that and then i i also like the even though i like tuvok as well and i think he's just a underrated character you have janeway wharf and i just feel like that's a good combo too yeah that is a good combination and they were right good at done i'd like to see that on screen actually that would have been a great pairing yeah so well what has uh picked some good different uh, types of challenges here, and this next one's also going to offer something different. Discovery Season 3, Episode 7, Unification Part 3. Oh, okay. So this is, uh, you need diplomacy. Yep, um, okay. Eh, eh, almost are we, are we first... are, diplomacy is already Picard. Riley's already won this one. <laughs> Scientific <laughs> philosophizing, uh, influence politics, and, and maybe even some idealism, right? Someone who can you know give a good speech uh, to remind people... Um, who they were and and you have tuvok and so you i was going to say because hugo has spock that's like yeah. the ultimate the trump card for this specific episode so that's going to be well, hard to much overcome. like odo i think we have to imagine that you can't just be like what's up and you're like this episode was named after my next gen episode here i am quit squabbling give the discovery crew what they need all right spock we, we'll do whatever you say um but uh, but you do have two Vox, so you have that uh, Vulcan connection, although it's kind of a Vulcan slash Romulan. But so you do have that. He's got uh, Riley. You've got Deanna. I think she'd be really useful mm, in the situation. Picard and uh, Deanna. That's a, especially because the panel in that episode, yeah. they all had different motives and different feelings, and like having someone there who can suss that out and all advise you through it. Yeah, um, that's hard. You got yeah the the Troy with Picard, you know giving him the advice that she would always give him in diplomatic situations. You have that Tuvok there for any sort of expertise about the Vulcans. Um, yeah, that's a good trio right there. And yeah, but Spock, even if we're not, if, we, if we're going to say he can't just walk in and take care of everything, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm leaning yeah. towards Hugo there with the combination, though. And then mine, yeah. mine isn't at, much in the same way that it's kind of. Uh, I have the wartime crew, maybe yeah. not the most diplomatic crew. <laughs> Although they, you know, <laughs> they could get it done when they need. They they want to have diplomacy from a position of strength, which is not what happens in this episode. So maybe not the the best crew for that. Yeah, we we kind of did draft crews in a way that support their captains um, to a large extent. Although Burnham 
did ultimately persuade them, and she's on my crew. But I, I'm still going with Riley on this. One. All right, yeah, Riley's crew. All right, last challenge. Uh, something a little different here. Star Trek: Next Generation, season one, episode nine. Hide and Q. I was gonna say. I was gonna say we have to do a Q episode if there's not one on here. But of course. I've, so, I've already ruined my chances when I said, I mean, depending on how you view it, Cisco basically <laughs> runs him off Deep Space Nine and he never comes back. While that is kind of badass, it doesn't necessarily make for like a good Q storyline. Um, but anyway, continue. So what would be needed here would be integrity and ingenuity, emotional intelligence, um, such as when Riker started to realize uh, more and more how others were reacting to his gifts. Mm-hmm. And also someone who can maybe bluff or outmaneuver Q. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like all of us, all of our crews would be capable in different ways. You, know, you have all the Picard episodes and the Janeway episodes, and then the one Cisco Q episode um, where they kind of handle them all in their own ways. I, um, and the, the character changes quite a bit in Voyager. I, I think I, I really like Q. Q is one of my favorite you know guest characters on any of the star treks and you know I, that q and picard interact i'm kind of going more towards like what would make a good episode and i the the q picard relationship is just awesome and i i really want to see q in a future season of picard i just think that would be fun um but maybe not the best yeah. way to answer this question but i'm leading towards picard <laughs> because i just that's to me i think the it's like the most fun combination. between the yeah, between the captains, I like Q and Picard's banter the most. Well, this is where this is where Riker becomes a Q. Remember? So yeah, yeah, and it's kind of a it's kind of a fun Q. One. It doesn't focus yeah. just on Picard. I like how that one focused on Riker and uh, the temptation there. I feel like um, someone like Miles or Belana, someone like skeptical, you know, <laughs> like who's just like, nah, this is real. Like, no, don't give me those gifts. There's yeah. just got to be a price tag. Someone like they would do pretty good. Doctor McCoy also would probably, you know, Doctor McCoy would be great in this situation, right? He was he had a good heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, strong moral compass. Strong moral compass. Yeah. I think there are all since we have not every single person is a starfleet officer on uh, on these ships but the vast majority of them are and i feel like they're all pretty honorable characters maybe garrick would try to make a like a deal with q and get some q powers going but um i feel like they would all be able to ultimately come to the right decisions about q and you know get them off the ship and all that so that this one's this one's tougher to pick, but I I'm leaning towards Picard just because for fun sake. <laughs> um, but yeah. I so like the other first off, I think the other first officers would handle it almost as well as Riker. Like Kira too. I just feel like she'd go almost handle it, maybe even a little bit quicker than Riker. I don't know. Yeah, she'd be like, "This is BS." I'm done yeah. With this. Yeah. Well, I think Chakotay too. Yeah, I think Chakotay and Kira. Chakotay too. Like you know, someone who joined the Maquis, like to fight against, you know, powerful entities imposing their will on others. I think Chakotay would be like, "No, I don't want this. This is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Don't, don't, don't give me that." Like, and I don't then, Hugo, you have Worf. Even though this is not the same Q episode, Worf does give me, give you the one of my favorite lines in Next Gen, which is. Where, where it's the Robin Hood one, and he's like, I am not a merry man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I protest, Captain. I am not a merry man. Something like that. <laughs> and he's dressed up in this little outfit. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I also like, uh, you know, Hoshi. 
she would be good in the situation. In Enterprise, she was always portrayed as very humble and very down to earth. And having someone like and and, and uh, at comms like having someone who can communicate that to the first officer, whoever gets the powers, like who can really like who's just very humble and like can explain to them why this is not like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Spock uh, is actually a good pick there too, because even though Q wasn't in the original series, it seems like every other episode has some sort of godlike being that they have to deal with. So Spock would kind of mm-hmm. have experience with these situations like oh here yeah we that's go true again <laughs> godlike being <laughs> just say no turn it down here we go <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna pick micro i think i think spa koshi wharf uh and belana are are good picks so yeah i think a vulcan is very suited to deal with this because it's like the appeal to certain emotions and i think they could just be like oh no no appeal there yeah i'm I'm torn. This one's harder to pick. I think they could all do it to a degree. Yeah. If I'm not going like for uh, nostalgia's sake with Picard, I might. I, I'm probably leaning towards Hugo. I like that. I think the Spock interaction would be fun. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, I'll go with Hugo too. This one. All right, that was fun. Yeah, thank yeah. you, friend, for us. That was that was good. Yeah, really good thanks, Wit. Appreciate it. <laughs> good, good, good episodes. Good variety too. I like how all five of them were very different. And uh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Gave us good concrete ways to talk to our crews here. And then we kind of did this anyway. Uh, uh, Riley had suggested before we knew we were going to get these scenarios to throw the crews into, is like maybe we could all pitch together and kind of cooperatively um, draft a crew for specific situations, you know. But we kind of did that uh, in this a little bit. Where, you know, that <laughs> yeah. We all have different show strengths, but then also, like, I do feel like mine's kind of the wartime one. Um, and then, you know, it's hard not to consider the one led by Picard to be kind of like the diplomacy one. But, you know, so I, we kind of have different strengths anyway. So we kind of did that. But that was maybe if we do this again, we can... Uh, do a co-op draft where we're trying to draft crews together for specific situations or roles or just like who is the, you know, succeeds in this category somehow. So anyway, that was fun. So Riley, thank you for yeah. joining us. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah. a great time. That was fun. Yeah, and this is our longest ever episode. So I, I'm, I, I, we could keep going, but we'll, uh, we'll cut it here. And um, I'm always... Uh, fine with uh, rambling on and on and on but I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening I think we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus like I mentioned at the top of the episode doesn't mean we're going away for good it's just kind of view it as the end of a season and we'll be back again once we have like a new show or something that we want to talk about maybe we'll do like a continuous uh run of episodes like we did here or maybe there'll just be kind of one-offs here and there we'll just kind of play it by ear you know whenever we see something that really moves us and we want to talk about it but thank you for coming along on the journey i don't know how podcast stuff totally works but if you could keep us as a favorite or subscribe so that we come up when we do have an episode that would be great um but thank you again and we'll uh see you next time Of all the starships, in all the galaxies, in all the universes, I had to choose this one.